please remain standing for the reading of the gospel. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know what you are looking for for I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, O oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bless you and bring glory to your holy name. Hide me now behind the cross so that you our risen Lord, and you alone will be seen this day. Amen. I am so excited, and I will tell you why I am excited. It is because of the good news that Jesus Christ is alive. I'm just excited about that because, you see, that makes all of the difference in the world, the fact that he is alive. Journey with me, please. As you look at the events of that day, we are told in the book of Matthew chapter 28 that two women, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, we do know about Mary Magdalene because it is in Luke chapter 8 verse 2 that we're told that Jesus delivered her from multiple demons. This was a woman who was devoted to Jesus Christ because of the change that he brought about in her life. When we think about what happened on that Friday, the day that Jesus was crucified, we know that there were disciples who stood at a distance and watched their beloved Messiah, not a Messiah, but their beloved rabbi at that time, the one who had claimed to be the Messiah, the one who they had put their hope and their dreams in. They saw him hanging on the cross. They heard the nails being pounded into his hands. They saw him die. So on this first day of the new week, at dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary decide to go to see the sepulcher. They're going to go to the cemetery. They just want to look at the tomb one more time. This is now their reality. The one whom they put their hope and trust is is dead, but they still want to go. One more time. On their way, they they discover something. You see, when they arrive, there, there is an earthquake that has taken place because an angel of the Lord had shown up and had moved the stone from the opening of the cave 
where Mary and Mary Magdalene thought the body was still going to be? I, I just want you to think about Mary Magdalene just for a moment. I want to focus my attention on her for a moment. We see her walking towards the sepulcher. We see her walking towards the tomb. That's what we see. But I would suggest to you what we don't see are there broken hopes and shattered dreams that were laying on the floor of her life? She had put her hope in him. She had trusted him. She believed the word. Broken hopes. Shattered dreams. I wonder how many of you are present today, either online or in this sanctuary, and you too have broken hopes and shattered dreams on the floors of your life. The earthquake has come. She notices that the tomb is empty, and she hears from the angel. First thing he says, do not be afraid. When you go home today, or maybe not today, because you'll probably celebrate this day with family and friends, when you go home today, think about doing this this week. Look in the New Testament and see how, even in the Old Testament, see how many times People are told by God or Jesus Christ or an angel, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I think we're told that because we know that fear can paralyze us from being and doing who Jesus Christ is calling us to be. The fear of rejection, the fear of not measuring up, the fear of not being enough can paralyze us. So the angel tells her, do not be afraid. He's not here. All of a sudden, their reality has been disrupted by the unexpected. Someone has said, when your reality includes God, then expectations, the unexpected even, can be realized. And then he says to her, he says, he's not here. Just like he told you. What has Jesus Christ told you lately that you've chosen not to hold on to, to cling to, because it appears to be so impossible, so unreasonable? Go, the angel says, and tell his disciples that he will meet them in Galilee. I would suggest to you that when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary heard that, they began to remember some of the other words of Jesus Christ. Because you see, it was in, Luke, it was in Matthew chapter 26, verse 32, that Jesus said to his disciples, you know what? I am going to be crucified, and you're going to scatter like sheep. But when I rise again, I will gather you in Galilee. I wonder if she began to think about some of the promises that Jesus Christ had made. I wonder if she remembered the promise that Jesus said, when you've seen the Father, You've seen me. Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 9. I, I wonder, I wonder 
is she remembered a promise that Jesus made when he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I wonder if she began to remember other promises of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this question. What promises do you need to hold on to today that Jesus Christ made to you? Promises that appear to be faint because of the reality that you are experiencing now. So Mary and the other Mary, they, they run quickly. I, I would run down the aisle, but I may trip and fall, and then that would just not be good. They began to run quickly, and lo and behold, Jesus Christ meets them. I, I will tell you, it was good for the angel to say, go and tell his disciples that he will meet them in Galilee. That was good. That was good. They started running as a result of that. But then they encounter Jesus Christ, and Jesus says the same thing. Pastor, what point do you want to make? I want to tell you that it's good for people to share with us what they know God has shared with us. Oh, but when Jesus tells us, we know, we know, we know that the doubt that may have crept up after we'd heard that good news from that other person, we know that that doubt can now be removed because we've heard from Jesus ourselves. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I think about what Jesus Christ has shared with me. What has he shared with you about your life, about your future, in spite of what you see? There are people who need to be reminded today that just because life has not unfolded the way you thought it would fold, unfold, because your relationships are not what you had hoped them to be, because you're not where you thought you would be as a student in high school, in college, in a training program, just because you are not where you thought you should be. I want you to hold on to what Jesus Christ has said to you. And so, Mary and Mary Magdalene have this encounter with Jesus Christ, and again, because of this encounter with him, they cannot help but run even more quickly to tell the disciples what Jesus had to say. Beloved, there are people in this world today who are looking in all of the wrong places for their hopes and dreams to be fulfilled. They don't understand that it is in a relationship with Jesus Christ that the fullness of their hopes, the fullness of their dreams can be realized, those hopes and dreams that are in alignment with Jesus Christ. They need to know about Jesus Christ. They need to know that he's to be number one in their lives. Later on, we read in this same chapter that when Jesus meets the disciples in Galilee, <laughs> they see this live Messiah, this resurrected, this risen Christ. And he says to them, and he wants to remind us today, I have all authority. 
over heaven and earth. I have all authority over heaven and earth. And because I do, you can go forth and declare to the nations all that I've taught you. You can go forth and declare to the nations all that I have taught you and then baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit and know that I will be with you always. This Jesus, the resurrected one, the risen Christ, calls us today to acknowledge and to embrace the fact that he has all authority. And when we invite him into our realities, whatever they might be, <laughs> marriages that appear to be dead, Jobs that do not materialize as we had hoped. A sense of loneliness and a sense of unworthiness. A sense of not measuring up. When we invite him into our realities, we can expect him to do the impossible. Because he has all authority in heaven and in earth. Loving God, it is such a simple message, and yet it is this message. Jesus Christ has risen. It's the message that sustains us, that strengthens us, that encourages us to go forth and to be your witnesses to our families, to our colleagues, to our neighbors. We give you thanks. Amen.